The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gisaranet. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and they were washing their nets. Going into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets were tearing. They single, sit, signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats, so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at his knees and said to Jesus, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. So this is day four of our novena in honor of Our Lady of Lourdes. As you know in scripture, the mass is called the wedding feast of the Lamb. And you also know that we are the wedding guests invited to the marriage feast of the Lamb. And you also know it was at a marriage feast that Jesus performed his first miracle through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Her concern from the beginning has been the wedding guests. And so that's why we make an appeal to Our Lady at this novena to receive the graces we need to follow her son like the apostles in today's gospel, leaving behind everything that doesn't lead us to God like the apostles at the end of our reading today. So we have our novena prayer to Our Lady of Lourdes. 
It's in your small program also. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. O Immaculate Virgin Mary, Mother of mercy, you are the refuge of sinners, the health of the sick, and the comfort of the afflicted. You know my wants, my troubles, and my sufferings. By your appearance at the Grotto of Lourdes, you made it a privileged sanctuary where your favors are given to people streaming to it from the whole world. Over the years, countless sufferers have obtained the cure for their infirmities, whether of soul, mind, or body. Therefore, I come to you with St. Jude as my patron to implore your motherly intercession. Obtain, O loving mother, the grant of my request. Through gratitude for your favors, I will endeavor to imitate your virtues, that I may one day share in your glory. Amen. <clears throat> in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Now, I never cease to be absolutely amazed at the wonders of science. It is shocking, really, to me. If I told my, my father was born in 1905, back on the East Coast, what if I told this old man before he died, Dad, someday we're going to have a smartphone, a smartphone that I can take pictures with and video, and I can send it to you 3,000 miles, and it will get there lickety-split. I could take your picture right now, send it to New York, 3,000 miles, and it will get to New York before I can climb down here and get out of the church. But how is that possible? I mean, does that boggle your mind? And you know that recently we sent another probe to Mars. Now there's the Mars Odyssey that has been circulating around Mars for 20 years. Now the new probe has gone there, and you think, yes, yeah, so what? Well, you know that the planets go in elliptical orbits around the sun. The closest the Earth ever gets to Mars is 34 million miles. 34, and it's sending back pictures. How long does it take a picture to get back? Give or take seven minutes for 34 minutes. I could believe that if God invented it. God didn't invent it. Our brains invented it. How is that possible? Because nature is readable. Nature is intelligible. They just have to find the laws. They can fix your eye, make a smartphone, and go to Mars. I mean, it's shocking. Now, on the Lord's birthday, a couple of months ago, December 25th, the James Webb Space Telescope went into space. It is the largest, most powerful space telescope ever built. It will allow scientists to look at what our universe was like about 200 million years after the Big Bang. The Webb telescope is as tall as a three-story building and as long as a tennis court. Now, this telescope was launched near the equator. Why? Because the spin of the Earth there gives it a better boost to get into space. The surface of the Earth at the equator is moving about 1,000 miles per hour. It's absolutely astounding what science can do. It boggles the mind. Is there going to be something smarter than a smartphone? Yeah, probably. But sadly, the one thing science will never, ever, ever be able to do is to defeat evil is to overcome the unbearable evil we see every day in the news. Does a wise person 
ever think about the fact that the 20th century was the most evil in the history of mankind? More people were slaughtered in the 20th century than all the other centuries added together. Does it give you any hope for the 21st century? What do you think is going to happen in the 21st century? 55 million people killed in World War II alone. Our world is inhabited by unbearable demonic evil, and a power had to be introduced from outside the universe to defeat the power of sin and death. And that's what we celebrated at Christmas. No human force can defeat it. Scientific facts cannot explain this global evil that we see in the news every day. We call man's inhumanity to man. So we tend to forget as Christians what the world was like before God became man. God becomes man to save his creation if we cooperate. It's not going to make us. We have to cooperate. So what did the gospel bring to the world? Well, before Jesus came, people like you and me, common people were not educated. Only elites were educated. Who brought education to the common man? Christians. Like St. Angela Marici, whose feast day was last week, or St. LaSalle, or Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa would go to the slums of Calcutta and teach slum children. Her blackboard was the dirt. Well, why don't the kids go to school? They're poor! Now, the Dalai Lama, who was a Tibetan Buddhist, wrote his memoir, Freedom in Exile, where he talks about the fabulous Christians who bring education to the poor and health care to the poor. Who took care of the sick poor before Jesus came? Nobody. So there was this American girl. She inherited a gazillion dollars from her wealthy father. What did this gal do with her gazillion dollars? She took a vow of poverty and started the Blessed Sacrament Sisters and opened schools for exploited Indians. And she opened the first university for African-Americans called Xavier University, St. Catherine Drexel. Never was it heard of in the history of the world that a gazillionaire would give her life and her money to serve the poor. This is what Christianity brought to the world. Who opened leper colonies before Jesus came? Nobody. And then came people, Christians, like St. Damien of Molokai. Mother Teresa's sisters took care of thousands of leprosy patients. Mother Teresa even opened a home for poor Muslims in Yemen in 1972 until ISIS recently broke in and shot the nuns to death for caring for the poor. Unbearable demonic evil. So scientific facts cannot explain this evil. Now you and I are called by the Lord then to give our lives over to the gospel and become fishers of men, so to speak, as in today's gospel. But we must imitate the apostles in today's gospel. Now Peter says, depart from me, O Lord, I'm a sinful man. When he sees the power of Jesus, Depart from me, O Lord. I don't deserve to be in your presence. Now over here we have this beautiful icon of Our Lady of Recovery. And I have some holy cards here if you want to take one of this image. But you'll see Our Lady has her mantle open. And in her mantle are drug addicts, alcoholics, sex addicts, gambling addicts. And we are a nation of addicts, unfortunately, in America. 
they told us last week that over 100,000 Americans died in one year for opiate addiction. 100,000 died. Over 100,000. It's shocking to see this terrible evil. We are told that one person dies every 19 minutes from prescription drug abuse. One every nine. This is horrifying, and it doesn't need to happen. So we're beseeching Our Lady to help us in our addicted society. But like the gospel today, the apostles decide to leave everything. We have to leave everything behind us that does not lead us to God. If we want to participate in being fishers of men, drawing people to Christ. It's our faith that's going to draw them. Now, seeing these unbearable evils, we may wish that we had been born in a more gentle era, like Frodo. In Tolkien's Fellowship of the Ring, we read where Frodo says, I wish it need not have happened in my time. So do I, said Gandalf, and so do all who live to see such times. But that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that's given to us. So what are we going to do with the time given to us? Are we going to choose it for the sake of goodness, which leads to heaven, or non-goodness, evil that leads to hell? Hell is a place of self-exclusion, and we have a choice. Every year, we're asked to renew our baptismal promises when we promise to reject Satan and his evil unbearable wickedness that we see every day. Now, we are addicts. Are we addicts? Well, I can tell you that I personally am not addicted. I'm not addicted to patience, and I'm certainly not addicted to humility. I'm not addicted to charity. I have to fight and receive grace from Our Lady to be patient, to be humble, to be loving. I'm, an, I'm a sinaholic. We can look down upon the drug addict. I'm not a drug addict, but we're sinaholics, all of us. Jesus came for the ungodly, was crucified for us. But we have to live our faith. It's not about going to church. What's the point if it doesn't show? I've shared with some of you before a famous expression, Mr. Business went to Mass. He never missed a Sunday. Mr. Business went to hell for what he did on Monday. It's supposed to show. The last prayer at Mass of the 25th Sunday of Ordinary Time is, okay, you've been to Mass today? Go! Go live the mystery you just celebrated. We're supposed to live the Mass. What's the Mass? The passion, death, and resurrection. How am I going to rise from the dead? By dying to my anger, to my pride, to my greed, to my lust, to my envy. Dying from sin, I rise to new life in this life which leads me for unending happiness in the life to come. But I have to live it. Now, I was up in Kirkland, Washington, home of Costco, and I gave a parish mission. After the morning session, this old lady comes up and says, you know, Father, when I was driving here this morning, I was doing the speed limit. I was going the speed limit. And some character in a black truck is right on her tail. Get going, lady. I was, she wasn't going to budge. Finally, he got around her, sped ahead after giving her a dirty look. She thought, what's the point? He's going to get stuck up at the red light. She gets up there, he's stuck at the red light. 
Then she gently honked her horn. You dare! He was so furious, he rolled down the window, stuck his hand out the window, and he flipped her, the Hawaiian sign of good luck. So she rolled down her window. She stuck her hand out the window, and pointing to the back of his truck, she honked the horn again. He forgot he had a bumper sticker that said, Honk if you love Jesus. When he realized what she was pointing at, he slumped down in the car waiting for the green light. He was probably on his way to church. So we have to live our faith. So we're taking our novena this week, interceding, asking Our Lady to intercede on our behalf because she loves us with a mother's love from the first wedding feast that she interceded with her son to begin. So she has that power to intercede with her son. On our behalf, she loves us as a mother and helps our progress homeward to heaven with a mother's love. And that's our novena this week. If you haven't filled out any petition slips that are in that basket there, they're over at the shrine. If you'd like to take a copy of this image with the prayer on the back, please do so. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.